0: Welcome to Please
1: Bet On Football Games. Hello and welcome to week three of the Please Bet On Football Games podcast. I am your host, Alex, with the on-air talent, Joe. Uh, I don't want to be here. How are you doing?
0: I don't know what else I can say. And If you want me to say I fucked up, I fucked up. Right. We, uh, we fucked up. Uh oh and five week in the contest it was a a negative 10 unit week for me personally yikes it was
1: it was it, it was bad 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 all around i mean there was there was almost zero redeeming qualities about this week i'm hurting
0: yeah no it's uh it feels it always feels really good when you lose like almost all your bets but it feels doubly really good when you know that like, there are people out there who care about them or God forbid, tail them. So trust me, it doesn't feel great. Uh, Hopefully none of you lost 20K like I did, but we will recover. Yes, we will. We
1: will march on. Uh, But before we do that, do you want to properly beat ourselves up and talk about all the ways we screwed up this week?
0: Yeah, I already played the intro clip because uh, that's going to be the theme of this, uh, this pod, basically. But let's talk about where we fucked up sure uh we'll we'll go to the the first
1: one I think this is a, a relatively informative one moving forward Carolina uh, for the second week in a row we we lost
0: yeah um so regardless of game outcomes, I think it's very very clear that Matt rule ain't it and, and, and being more specific Matt rule is a terrible football coach in all the ways that he was supposed to be redeemable. Like, you know, when you hire Matt Rule, your offense is not going to be particularly cohesive. And, you know, when you hire Matt Rule that he's not exactly what they call an X's and O's guy. He's also not exactly a talent evaluator. He's more of a, a culture guy, which is a really popular way of saying, I don't know, but he's had success somehow. Uh, I we'll feel just like it's a way of saying that.
1: the owner likes him.
0: Yeah, no, a culture guy is a way of saying, like, he wins, but we don't really know why. And if you don't know why somebody wins, it's probably not going to keep happening. So Matt Rule sucks. We can't make too much fun because we've been betting on him. And it's not even so much that we can't bet on the Panthers as much as when betting on the Panthers, especially in close games, you have to take into account that somehow it will get fucked up if for no other reason then they are extremely undisciplined. They are not prepared. They are conservative in all the wrong places. And I would not be shocked if Matt Rule was gone by the end of September. Uh,
1: yeah, I think if they they lose the next couple games, he will be fired.
0: Correct. If they start 0-4, he's gone. Oh, completely. I think if it's a bad showing in week three, he could be gone.
1: I wouldn't be shocked by that either. Uh, I agree with you. He's terrible. I think that roster is not awful they have their spots but the o-line is is bad. We we thought that maybe they had figured it out and maybe they will as the year goes on. I don't know if they will, but right now they're they're rough icky is not adjusting quickly uh the guards are getting manhandled it's it's a rough look baker baker is actually i think look fine i mean he hasn't been transcendent and like he, he's not like saving them but he's played pretty well i think he's put them in position to score points but that team is just not good
0: yeah no i agree on all counts like baker mayfield's played b minus football perfectly fine serviceable starting quarterback above average starting quarterback but that's not enough for this team
1: yeah i honestly i almost kind of want him to just go to feed three players and not give a shit about anyone else like stop trying to throw to shy smith and tommy tremble like literally ball goes to dj Moore, mccaffrey and robbie anderson
0: which is plenty but This isn't a Baker Mayfield or a Carolina Panthers podcast. So we have to move on to the next thing we fucked up on.
1: Uh, This was another one. I don't know how much we fucked up on this one, but Baltimore, that was kind of a historic I don't I don't
0: I don't think we fucked up at all. I would say our next biggest fuck up is this is I don't know. We're going to see how this feels coming off my tongue. I I think we might have underrated Detroit, both in terms of their coaching staff and their roster talent.
1: I think we definitely underestimated their roster talent. I mean, I've always thought their coaching is pretty good. I
0: think their offensive coaching is
1: kind of really good. But, yeah, that I mean, because it's a new offensive coordinator this year, isn't it? Or is it the same guys last year?
0: No, it's it's new. Anthony Lynn was last year, got fired late in the season, and then uh, quote-unquote Dan Campbell took over. But apparently it was this guy, I want to say Ben Johnson. It's an extremely – White New Balance and shorts that are a little uncomfortably short name, but apparently the dude is like a fucking math genius as a as a degree in mathematics, turned down some highfalutin job on Wall Street so that he could work in the NFL. I wish that I had the uh, integrity to do something like that, but I don't. I like money. Uh, The the Lions offense looks really good. And frankly, if Jared Goff could just play a C game, I don't think they'd punt. Yeah, they've been, it's just been so smooth. Yeah, and and it's tough though, because like, well, I was going to say, well, no. So Washington's defense does suck. Washington's defense is awful because their secondary has been bottom tier and now their defensive line is mediocre at best. So like there's no redeeming quality and they just run cover two, base four, three defenses. Like they don't do anything special. So... Washington's defense fucking sucks. It's difficult to say if Detroit is like a juggernaut or if Washington is just terrible, but I think it's very safe to say Detroit is not a bottom five roster.
1: No, they're not. Uh, Obviously, a lot of it comes down to golf for their offense, but this OC seems like he's kind of clicked in with the entire unit to Get the run game moving really smooth. Goff is doing his game manager stuff to perfection. Amon Ross St. Brown is doing the exact same thing he did last year, catching everything, creating left and right. The running backs are getting it. I don't know. Their team might be might be
0: real good. I'm not ready to
1: believe because it's still Jared Goff and a team that we thought was kind of at least a year away, but
0: who knows? Um Another thing we fucked up on on us in a similar vein is just like the serial underrating of innovative, young offensive coordinators. Like I was low on Mike McDaniel just because I was afraid and didn't want to like gas him up too much right away. You're sober King.
1: I was about to say, yeah. And I told you the entire off season, he was going to come in and be everything. Granted I qualified it with, we have absolutely no idea about any of these guys. So who knows, but yeah, my sober King, he's showing out.
0: And I mean, look, Nick Sirianni is very similar. Kevin O'Connell is similar, although not enough to get us a win on Monday Night Football. Like,
1: yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. One.
0: All of the all of the new offensive play calling head coaches throw Brian Dayball in there that had any pedigree are really good. Like all the ones that people talked about being smart coming into the year have been good. Nathaniel Hackett, you'll notice nobody talked about Nathaniel Hackett being an innovative play caller or a genius or anything like that. They just talked about how Aaron Rodgers liked him as a dude and they were best friends cuz Nate Hackett's really like positive and happy, you know, a a culture guy, one of those. I think from now on, my my take has always been like going into an offense, going into a new season, if I haven't seen a new head coach call plays, I'm just going to assume he's average at it because that's the likelihood. From now on, if he's an offensive dude and people talk about him in glowing terms, as far as a play calling goes, I'm going to start them off on third base and just assume they're above average. Uh, And if they're an offensive coach who gets hired for their culture or their personality, I will assume they're average or worse. And obviously, this is going to be a case by case basis. But like when Kellen Moore gets hired, I'm going to assume he'll be a good play caller, like a really good one.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's always smart to have some hesitation with new coaches, even if they are offensive head coaches that have you know good reviews. But I think it's smart to kind of be quicker to upgrade them. It's almost like you just need to get proven right about them compared to the culture guys that you need to be proven wrong about. Like a little bit with Dan Campbell, where we thought, oh, here he goes. He's just going to be a bite their kneecaps guy, and they're not going to have any idea what they're actually doing x's and o's but he's proved that whether he does or the guys that he puts in charge do they're they've actually kind of figured it out and they're they run really sound disciplined football
0: yeah i i oh this is a big point and this isn't really a fucked up but it's kind of an observation that comes from a fucked up i think that there's some advantage to be gained by innovative play callers early in their tenure uh The thing that made me think of it is just how fucking electric the Broncos were under Josh McDaniels when he was over there. Like they went six and oh with Kyle fucking Morton. And you see how electric the Eagles look with Nick Sirianni and uh, fuck, I want to say his name is Trinan, but I know that that's a pitcher. Um, I don't know the name of the Eagles offensive coordinator, but he is new and he is good. Um, I Seems think that they're... Steichen? Steichen. 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 It's German. It's... I, would,
1: I would guess Steichen, but...
0: Um, yeah, that was close. I think that there is something to innovative play callers who the league hasn't seen much of yet. So I think for the next couple of weeks, guys like Mike McDaniel and Kevin O'Connell and Nick Sirianni are going to get a little boost and then they'll start to fade back once people get the book on them a little bit. Um, That said, speaking of Sirianni, I think we have to address what the fuck happened with Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah. I mean, that entire game was a little bit of us fucking up. Like we didn't believe in the Kirk Cousins Monday night thing. Yeah. Fucking Monday, baby. Make Monday a good day,
0: baby. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. We thought this was book
1: trends week. And then also, we went with our evaluation of Jalen Hurts as a good runner that. is just isn't consistent as a passer. And then he went out and had like the most, the most consistently consistent solid game. <laughs> game. Like he, I mean, you can go look at his pass chart where he had that one deep throw that was really nice. Yep. And then everything else was like less than 15 yards downfield, but he just hit all of them. What do you have, like three or four incompletions on the entire night?
0: So I stopped grading in the fourth quarter because it was a blowout. Of the passes I graded, Jalen Hurts had 14 pedestrian, six solid, and three great. He had two bad passes and one interceptable pass. And it was not the interception. I stopped grading before the interception. That means that he had 88.5% accuracy. On aimed passes, it's fucking unheard of. Like, and, and again, it's 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 fourteen pedestrian throws. It's almost entirely pedestrian throws, and the solid throws are completely schemed up. They are only solid because they are a little further downfield. And I I felt bad uh, because he wasn't getting points on the slugging algorithm for the most consistent performance. Uh, it was it was odd. It was really odd. And it was brilliant by Sirianni. And yes, the Vikings secondary is terrible. And yes, they were playing two high shells, basically just saying like, we know we can't cover the pass. Please don't hurt us. But just, dude, guys like Tom Brady and Justin Herbert aren't that accurate most of the time. That's just, and by accurate, I mean consistent. It's just a fucking unreal level of precision. And his arm strength still isn't very good. His accuracy isn't necessarily pinpoint. His zip is good, not great. But the precision was off the charts, and it makes me scared that I might have been wrong on him.
1: I think he he's another example of one of those guys that has a lot of tape of him not really being the guy, but might overcome it by just being the hardest worker and best dude ever. Because everyone that comes in contact with him is like, yeah, he works harder than anyone you've ever met, is the best leader, like coolest guy, everything you would want. Just he's not really a great passer. but maybe he can kind of grow around it.
0: Yeah. I mean, like you don't typically see quarterbacks get better once they reach the NFL, but he's not a typical student of the game, apparently. So that's one of those things that I just can't fucking know. And I'm not going to beat myself up. If Jalen hurts turns into a great quarterback, simply because the key factor in making him do so is something that I literally have no way of evaluating. But I'm going to be afraid to fade Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles until further notice.
1: I agree. I I hesitate to bet on them because they have all the hype in the world right now. So you're probably not going to get any value. Yeah. And I would gamble on Jalen Hurts does not play like that every week. Now, he might. And this might be his Josh Allen coming out year where he it's just kinda, flips the switch.
0: I got to say. If we're going to call this his Josh Allen coming out year, that feels wrong because I understand that Josh Allen blossomed to an extent that no other quarterback probably ever has. But if you're blossoming into a slightly better version of Dak Prescott, you're not blossoming that much. Like, yes, with elite receivers, elite coaching, and an elite offensive line against a bad secondary that's running extremely vanilla schemes, Jalen Hurts can put together an efficient, albeit not explosive, performance. That's not the same as Josh Allen being the most physically gifted player of all time who also has learned how to become a precise and accurate passer. But I do understand what you mean. Well, I'm, I'm talking more with uh, kind of how people are talking right now
1: because, and again, I don't necessarily agree with it. I think feeling hurts will come back to earth uh, once they start playing better defenses. But people are talking about, okay, this is a year he flips it, where he has gone from having bits and pieces and last year where he kind of was just a runner that missed people all over, but now he's hitting the small stuff, is decent at the deep ball, and is still a really good runner. Like, he doesn't have to be an incredible passer for what he has because he he has such a dynamic running game. Yeah, it's probably – it's aggressive to say it's a Josh Allen coming out here because he doesn't have those raw tools. But if he can play like he has the first two weeks – That's a pretty good fucking quarterback.
0: Yeah, that would – I mean, that would be a solid quarterback, and it would certainly be somebody that deserves – deserves to keep on starting on a good team that has – Apparently legitimate Super Bowl aspirations.
1: Yeah, I mean, because we've always talked about the Eagles. They have a, a top tier roster. The yeah. secondary was a little weak, but they shorted up in the offseason where, you know, it's not elite, but they have good starters at most every position.
0: with Darius Slay keeps on playing like this. I mean, the, 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 this is like Detroit era Darius Slay all of a sudden yeah back from the all over
1: again and then bradbury's fine cb2 we i mean we've talked about them a a good amount i mean the the trade for cj gardner johnson was gives them good depth avante maddox can move around and they're getting good pressure they're always good in the trenches the o-line is obviously incredible they're a really good team it's just the question of how good is jalen and if jalen plays like this
0: they're hard to beat i'm gonna bet i'm 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 going to eventually not right now, but I will eventually bet that this is not who Jalen Hurts is. But for one night only, he put it in us. He uh, yeah. he walked into the, he walked into a stadium with cock and the cock looked limp. Yes. He he gave it right back to the cock. He put a hurting on the cock. All right. Did we fuck up anywhere else? I uh, I'm sure we did. Uh, How about this? Actually, maybe not in these
1: Pittsburgh and new England was just a coin flip
0: is are there any other takes we had generally that failed us that we didn't bet on I don't think so here's a here's a hybrid the uh the fuck you pay me section is going to be really fucking short this week because uh we didn't win any fucking bets but how about this one how about uh fuck you pay me but also I fucked up Marcus Mariota looks fucking great and we didn't have the balls to bet on him again i hate you but also i understand you were not pushing for that one no
1: was that no, even in our movie
0: it, list no because it hurt me too I, the fucking falcons have hurt me for five straight years early in the season every year me saying like dude they're an average or slightly above average team and you being like don't fucking do it and i'm like their I'm defense do it. is still
1: horrible
0: man oh it's putrid but uh we're gonna fucking bet on him again this week. I don't give a fuck. You can't stop me. Uh, or maybe you can. But I think that's all the ups and the fucks. I I, I think we finished. Yeah, playoffs. I don't
1: think I don't think there's really anything else. Tampa Bay won. Now is our bonus. Yay! But it's it, it, we don't need to. Good job. Cool. Um, let's do some gas and paid.
0: All right, homie. Is there anybody that you want to gas or fade? Let's start with the gases. Any anybody you're looking to gas this week?
1: Honestly, maybe Detroit. Their value is probably not great, but that that offense is humming.
0: The offense is humming. I I don't I we were a little lower on Detroit than market as of last week, so we should upgrade them, and we have. I don't think that we're high on them yet. Um, here's one. It's gross. Kind of want, kind of want to gas Indy a little bit. Not this week, not of, not against the Chiefs, but like I kind of want to gas Indy.
1: Are you are you going off my theory from last week? And maybe they're just slow starters. Well, not because only are they fucking, they've looked bad.
0: They've looked terrible, but they were missing. Shaq Leonard, see, I'm respectful. And Alec Pierce, so when you're missing your wide receiver two on your star middle linebacker, that hurts. But two things. One, they do not have a defensive line. I know that they have my homie DeForest Buckner. But, so without getting too deep in the weeds, have you noticed that all the teams with new quarterbacks have kind of looked like a fucking wreck so far
1: a lot of them have i mean i would say you have the hot one and russ has looked like shit
0: Mariota has looked great but he's in a t- he's on a team first of all he played the entire preseason unlike the rest of these guys and more importantly he's already run arthur smith's offense he ran arthur smith's offense in tennessee yeah that's a good he point. had this this guy worked as his Coach for like three years to start his career. Um, Mariotto is also a really fucking awesome quarterback, and people are shocked by that. So I think he's getting some advantages simply because he's being treated like a shitty Trey Lance. And in reality, he is what people think Lamar Jackson is. But anyway, (laughs) just sneak that in there real quick. That's how to say you always gotta gotta get
1: one, catch him sleeping.
0: Russell Wilson has looked even worse than I expected, and their offense has looked completely disjointed. Baker Mayfield has looked fine, but he has underwhelmed my expectations, and their offense has looked extremely disjointed. Matt Ryan has underwhelmed my expectations, and their offense has looked listless. Yeah, I mean, so, did they get shut out last week? They got shut out by the Jaguars, and Matt Ryan threw like two or three pickables. I didn't grade Matt Ryan because I honestly don't want to see that. It's going to hurt my Boston College heart, but it was bad. And it wasn't great against the Texans in week one.
1: Right. These are two bad teams that they played as well.
0: I know it's my should have been in should have been. We're not going to bet them this week against KC because the Chiefs can beat anybody by seven. Like that's what they do. But the Colts are about to be 0-3. And after that, I think it'll be time to jump on the bandwagon as long as they don't have like some soul crushing event. You know, where like Frank Reich doesn't come out after the game on Sunday and be like, well. We fucking suck, and I hate it here. But, an, oh, another team, speaking of new quarterbacks, I kind—I want to guess San Francisco. You on that one with me?
1: Oh, yeah, with Jimmy G coming back? Yeah, I mean, it, ideally, they should be able to hit the ground running. They kind of yeah. did with they him just did. coming in in the
0: middle of the game. It's actually really convenient because, like, instead of him having to, like, get nervous and jittery for his first game back, he got a nice half of garbage time against a shit team to just ease in.
1: That's a good point.
0: So it's it sounds disgusting, but Jimmy G is a significant upgrade over Trey Lance, who is terrible. And I think he yes. proved it. I, I, everybody's talking these days about like, oh, Trey Lance has only played like four games in the last thousand days. Like this could be a career ending injury, even if he recovers simply because like he hasn't played football in half a decade. And I'm like, guys, he he's never been good at football. Like, yeah, he, people he are like, one oh, year. well,
1: no. This might be a problem, too, because he hasn't played real football in like three years now. You're like, yeah, that should have been a problem when you drafted him. He hadn't played real football.
0: Yeah. Like when you drafted him, he had played one year of the wishbone offense in Division two. He had zero his dream college was minnesota and he begged to go to minnesota and they said maybe if you play safety so like you never i wish i had the fucking clip of in chappelle's show when chappelle asks the barber why don't black people trust reagan he he was never supposed to be trusted in the first place (laughs) in fact i might even go find that fucking clip and put it in here audience you'll know right now probably too lazy
1: Mm, he wasn't supposed to be trusted in the first place
0: he is correct but yeah, no, Treyland sucks. I'm gonna dunk. I fucking called it. I knew he would never be anything. So yeah, we're gonna un- we're gonna reluctantly gas San Francisco a little bit.
1: Take them off of the preseason fade list.
0: Yeah, which sucks. I hate San Francisco as a, as an entity, as a thought. My mortal enemy.
1: Yeah, I feel like we've been thinking they were gonna be bad for years now too, and now here we are them. <laughs>
0: Yep, here we go. Uh, okay, so we're, we're gassing Atlanta. We've been over that. You can't fucking tell me no. Yep, yeah, fine. Is there anybody you want to fade?
1: Miami is the only one that sort of comes in my head, and it's purely because I think people are going to go, oh, two or uh, six touchdowns. He's the dream, and you got to go, yep. no.
0: <laughs> yep, it's the... Oh God! The fact that my two worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL, in Tua and Jalen Hurts, on the same week went nuclear by doing the exact same thing, which is dacking their asses off, that hurts. That hurts the brand. It does hurt. Thank God it becomes hey, so a fucking
1: game.
0: Mitch Trubisky had a six touchdown game, and you know what? He actually played legitimately well in that game. So outliers happen; they prove the rule. Okay, uh, kind of want to. Oh, dude, no, we gotta fade Arizona. Yeah, they're bad, man. They're bad. That was crazy shit. It was completely undeserved shit against a mediocre team. Fade Arizona. I think it's too late to fade Cincinnati. I think unfortunately people got wise.
1: Yeah, I'm so pissed off to do it at
0: the beginning of the year. After an entire fucking year of them sucking the fucking knob of Joe Burrow's dick and telling me it was gargantuan, it took two games for them to all realize that he sucks. Like, Joe Goodberry, Bengals, like, fetishist on Twitter, today was already tweeting like oh did you guys know that like last year the bengals actually allowed pressure at a at a below average rate so like less often than most teams and and joe burrow got sacked more than anybody and that it's happening again this year so like maybe the offensive line is fine but joe burrow is the problem and i'm like God damn it have you been reading my patreon yeah you i mean you got in on that I mean, months ago, I made no money off of one of my strongest takes that I got lambasted for. Lambasted? I got, I got, certainly got basted on that take. <laughs> I don't know if I was lamb basted or lambasted. Sheep basted? I was sheep coated for that take, but.
1: Yeah. But at you least, you know, we can, we can hang our head on that one. You, yeah, you, you can't can cling point to it to, Yeah.
0: Got to go where the market you tells know, you.
1: Wait for them to win a couple games and then we'll be able they're, to get
0: back. They're going to, they're going to beat the jets this weekend and Joe Burrow is going to wear something cool and say something rad and, and we're going to get all our value back. Everybody's, this time next week, we'll it, be. you're probably right. This this time next week, you're going to be saying, God fucking damn it, to open the podcast because somebody is going to tweet. Barstool is going to tweet Joe Burrow right now. And it's going to be the fat kid saying, I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh Because he beat the Jets and he probably did something sick or like dapped up Jamar Chase in a very cool way. So we're going to have to wait, but we will be able to fade the Bengals once again. We will. Unfortunately, we didn't get to do it already,
1: but we'll get there.
0: All right. We've gassed and we've faded and we've fucked. Should we do picks?
1: Yeah, let's do some picks. All right. We can go pick by pick. Let's talk about whether it's a valid beat or if it was bullshit. First up, let's talk about Carolina. Uh, Second week of them barely not covering the spread.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think they've... Failed. I think they've lost against the spread by a total of 0.5. No, a, point, a, a total of one. They've lost against the spread by a total of one point over the course of two games. That is fucking crazy. But what is crazier is that this this was a bullshit beat because the Panthers fumbled their opening kickoff at the 20, giving the Giants a free field goal on the next possession. The Panthers fumbled the ball at their own 30, giving the Giants a free field goal. That is six free fucking points for absolutely nothing. They lost by three. Additionally, the Panthers had a dropped ball at the one yard line. For no reason other than Shy Smith doing what he does. That is a cacophony of bullshit. Oh, Daniel Jones also threw a ball directly at a linebacker's face and the linebacker smacked it away like it was a snake. That is a cacophony of bullshit that I cannot count on happening. That is a bullshit loss. Even Kevin Cole and PFF say that the Panthers deserve to win by a touchdown. We were right. I'm scared of it. I don't want to do it again, but we were right.
1: Yeah, this one's tough because I feel like that's got to be part of the handicap with the Panthers is that the coaching is bad. They're going to do some shit that they shouldn't do and make some mistakes that they shouldn't make but it it did seem like there was a lot of a lot of bad luck the panthers way without bad luck going the giants way well it wasn't even just have a defensive turnover
0: that's the thing like it's not just that the panthers fumbled and it's not just that they fumbled again the next time they touched the ball and it's not just that they had drops six of them by my count one of them by pffs only one of us is actually fucking good at this though it's also that they fucking had an interception thrown at their face and did not take it. It's that they had Daniel Jones stopped on fourth down and Brian Burns trips and doesn't catch him. But it's just a cacophony of bullshit. It is, it is the nexus point of all the bullshit in the tri-state area. And this is why we do this. Like, we went 0-5 in a contest. Either we're fucking up or we got really unlucky. We got to figure it out. In this case, I think we got unlucky. We caught points with the better team who literally deserved to win and turnover luck fucked us both ways.
1: Yeah. Even with that said, I think we'd probably chill on the Panthers. But Totally. All right. So that one is a bad beat. How about Baltimore?
0: The number one bullshit. In fact, I'm getting yeah. the Nikita Kucherov number one bullshit clip. <laughs>
1: number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. I agree. Like, they were they were completely hand them that game i understand that that's part of the dolphins is that they can score at any time with tyreek and waddle then why didn't they, they do it against three... the fucking
0: patriots
1: ever but they had three crazy scores in garbage time yeah to bring that game back i don't know i feel like that one was the ravens were like okay we can coast now and then we're just asleep at the wheel and then couldn't turn it back on
0: How about this? Um, Anytime you have a 99% chance of winning a football game, and you lose that football game, it's a bad beat. That's yeah, it. I
1: agree. I think Browns fans would also agree after their tough loss and Brady. Fuck also. them though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I can't lie. Even though you know I'm I'm softly rooting for the Eagles and you know rooting for some individual players. Watching the Browns lose in incredible fashion and them not being able to hurt me was a freedom unlike any other. I was I was giddy at their pain while also realizing that I don't have to experience it anymore.
0: It's, it's your what, reawakening.
1: Yeah, it, it, it made me a little upset. I was like, is, is it really just going to be I'm happy to see them lose compared to seeing somebody else win? But I think I just have to come to terms with that. Uh, I want to watch the Browns lose a lot
0: schadenfreude is real all
1: right so baltimore also a bad beat go on to the next one pittsburgh
0: Okay, this is tough because we bet on mitch trubisky and then he gave us mitch trubisky but the reason that the patriots won i don't know if you watched this game i have watched a significant amount of it the patriots scored one touchdown it was nelson aguilar just mossing the living fuck out of a cornerback in the end zone on a very bad throw
1: I did see that play.
0: I love Nelson Aguilar. I love Nelson Aguilar probably more than anybody else. I've been made fun of for saying he is a very good receiver, a very good starting receiver. Mm -hmm. I've seen it happen. He does not do that. That is not his game. That has never been his game. Additionally, Late in the game, in his own territory, Mac Jones threw the ball directly to the Steelers. The Steelers dropped it literally like in the hands, thought he caught it. How did he not catch it? Oh, my God, he did not catch it. A penalty then gives the Patriots a first down. They march down the field and they score. That score very literally being the difference between us winning and covering the reverse spread and us losing and not covering. Number one bullshit is Ravens. Number two bullshit is Steelers. I don't know, man. This one just felt like we bet on a two uh, on a
1: bad team to be slightly less bad than the yeah, other that's bad where, team. That,
0: that's where you get me, is it's like, well, yes, this was bullshit, but you bet on Mitch Trubisky, you you put your nose in the bull's ass.
1: Yeah. I kind of so I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily think that was a bad beat. I think that was just kind of that's what happens when you bet on Mitch Trubisky, even if he is playing Mac
0: Jones. Okay, so we have two bullshits. And that's what you get when you play with bad quarterbacks.
1: Yes. Uh, next, Washington.
0: We deserve to lose. There was a lot of bullshit afoot, but we still deserve to lose. I agree. Straight up, Washington is a terrible defensive roster with bad coaching. Carson Wentz is chaos, and Detroit is competent in all ways at the least.
1: Yeah, and the the D line did not beat up on nothing. a bunch of backups. So that was kind of where our handicap went out the door.
0: Well, in the second half, they did. In the second half, they laid waste to what was left of the Detroit Lions offensive line. But it was too late. If they would have played two halves like the second half, we'd be talking about how much money we won, and It was the best handicap of our life. Everything went exactly according to plan. But there's a reason that it didn't. There's a reason they got completely fucking stymied in the first half. I don't know what it is.
1: But there is a reason. Yeah, no, I think they're not very good. And Detroit yeah. is probably better than we thought. So I think that one was just a miss.
0: Yeah, no, I think we missed that one too. I think I think we probably lose that more than 50% of the time for sure. I
1: agree. But let's talk about number five, Minnesota.
0: Yeah, we lost. That was bad. Yeah, this one, there, there are no excuses to be made. Uh Jalen Hurts played a perfect game. Even if Jalen Hurts didn't play a perfect game, we neglected the Kirk Cousins curse. We did. And we, how we, bad we sh- their we secondary spit- we spit in the face of the fates and the fates laughed at us. We said, there's no, I literally scoffed and said, there, there's no such thing as the fucking Kirk Cousins Monday night curse. It's just, that's what happens when you're coached by Mike Zimmer. It turns out, no, that that's just what happens when you're Kirk the fuck Cousins. If the sun is not out when you play, maybe that's it. Maybe he's just afraid of the dark. maybe you know he's a good christian boy maybe he had a curfew his whole life and he just gets nervous when he's out past his bedtime it's like oh mom wanted me in bed by nine which would make some sense because he was pretty good in the first quarter
1: so i haven't fact checked this but somebody said he's actually solid on sunday night and thursday night it's just monday night where he's atrocious
0: apparently it's it's less good on sunday night and thursday night but it's fine like he's good on sundays at one o'clock and four o'clock He's okay on Thursdays and Sundays, and then he's just a walking fucking nightmare on Mondays.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's something about the day after his, uh, his church day.
0: I was going to say, football. when he has football, he can't go to church and get turned off that church wine, but when he doesn't have football, he goes and gets fucked up on the grape juice over at the Episcopalian Chapel with the homeboys, and then Monday, he's too hungover to play good football. I like this theory. Who's going to refute it. Probably not Kirk. God, I would love to know what Kirk thinks if he fucking heard this podcast. Probably not good, things. It wouldn't be too mean because he couldn't curse. Uh, yeah, so we have, we have two bullshits, one of which is the number one bullshit. We have a, like a bullshit butt with Pittsburgh. Like, that's what you get. You played with fire and got burnt. Shit happens. And then we have two deserved losses we just did not fucking calculate. We did not think that Jalen Hurts would play an elite game. Honestly, I didn't think it was in the range of possibilities. Like, literally, I did not think that was possible. Uh, Kirk Cousins, we thought he would be fine. He was not. We no. thought we thought that the Vikings defense would be able to handle schematically what Sirianni was dishing. Nothing could be further from the truth. We thought Cock would figure some things out for Kirk. Kirk doesn't like Cock, apparently. He didn't throw to the open players. He, he did Monday Night Kirk shit.
1: Yeah, he was Monday Night Kirk. There's, there are no two ways about it. Uh, <sighs> well, we, we learned some stuff. Some things we didn't really learn, but yeah. We move forward. No more zero and five. I would prefer no more lo- losing weeks.
0: Yeah. Well. Uh, well. Hey, if we hit like two more zero and five weeks, we'll get a nice bonus for the worst gambler in the contest.
1: That would be. That would be tough.
0: We'd make a lot of money. It's like well, I guess ten Yeah. It's like ten grand.
1: It's okay. Take that. Make up for some of the losses. But I don't. I don't really want to do that.
0: I don't want to do that if at all. A, if I, we have
1: a lot more, if we have a few more zero and five weeks, I don't think we're going to be doing this anymore.
0: Nope. 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 Uh, if we have another zero and five week, we might not be doing this anymore. But it's okay because this week I'm certain we're going five and zero.
1: I, I believe in your confidence.
0: This this is my certain face. Can you hear the confidence in my voice?
1: Yes. I, I can hear it. I can I can see it in your face and that soft frown
0: mm-hmm. and concerned that, eyebrows. This this is dude, that's good radio narration. All right. With with that soothing description from your host, Alex, I think it's time to sign off of this early week episode of PBFG so that I can do my actual job that I get paid for. Uh, And then tomorrow we can record the pics pod. Sound good? Sounds good to me.
1: We'll hopefully have a little bit more positive energy.
0: Yeah, yeah. See the beauty of separating it into two pods is that now tomorrow when we actually do the picks, we won't even remember we were zero and five. Our confidence will be yes. fully back.
1: I completely forgot about it already.
0: Is it bad that it doesn't hurt me anymore? Like I'm, I'm embarrassed and I feel badly, but like I'm not changing my fucking units or my aggressiveness.
1: Hey, you know, you gotta have short memory, just like quarterback. You, you throw exactly. a couple picks, gotta go back, go back out there, still singing. throw a couple
0: more. Oh, oh, oh shit, yeah,
1: we're, go be Brett Favre. <laughs>
0: Uh, I would love a a cash infusion of a few million dollars right now. That would would help offset the losses.
1: Courtesy of the taxpayers of Mississippi.
0: Well, they're flush. We know. (laughs) Speaking of cock. And with that, we've brought it full circle. Minnesota Vikings centric podcast. Who would have thunk it? I'm Joe. That's Alex. Till tomorrow. Hasta.